everyone, welcome to episode fifty-three of our monthly SAP Cloud Platform podcast. I'm your host Sandy Ling, greeting from Waldorf, and I'm here with my special guest Volker Timmerman. And hi, Volker, how are you doing today? Excellent. Pleasure to be here, Sandy. Thank you. Okay. So, could you、uh, please introduce yourself and tell us more about what your current role is? Sure, sure. Thanks. So,、um, dual role. The main focus really is currently working in the SAP Cloud Platform Group at SAP in a program that is dedicated to make application development on the cloud platform as easy and simple as possible for customers,、yeah. for partners, and SAP internally. And one part of this project or program also includes the business services story that I'm driving jointly with my colleague Ramya Nagaraj. Um, and there is another uh, uh, assignment jointly with、uh, my colleague Kirsty White from SAP Design. I'm running the SAP UX and Design Council, which is a customer group of in total 18 very large SAP customers that we use as a platform for SAP to roll out, but also for customer exchange to share, you know, everything that is new and trending in the area of SAP user experience. But our interview is. About business services, yeah, sounds great. And you are involved in different like、mm-hmm. projects, and、mm-hmm. yeah, fantastic. And from Sapphire SAP Cloud Platform is announced that is a business platform、uh, for data-driven innovation. And especially in Christian Klein's presentation at Sapphire, he explained our customers that we are gonna deliver harmonized UI, and SAP Cloud Platform will be the integration layer across SAP solutions. We will have around seventy. Business services over on cloud platform. Could you explain how SAP Cloud Platform streamline all the business processes? Sure, absolutely.、Um, let me give you three sticky examples around that. One example is the entire world, if you want, of data privacy <clears throat> and the compliance with general data protection standards that today requires that you treat personal data such as email addresses, birth dates, post addresses, and the like. In a specific manner, following specific rules. Also, when and how long you are allowed or obliged to keep and when to delete these data—that's all clearly defined, right? So、yeah. we code these rules in a business service on cloud platform, and doing that, we reach two goals. The one thing is, as a customer, as a partner, if you want to build your application on the cloud platform, you can just use that service and refer to it, and then you are sure to comply with those rules. The other thing is, of course, that we reuse those services increasingly internally for our applications, and then all applications will work based on that service, streamlining the business process, as you just mentioned, because、yeah. they are all using the same service. Yeah. Another example would be the factory calendar that keeps all the local and global holidays, as well as, for example, planned shutdowns of chemical plants, employee meetings, and all these. Calendar-specific information, and a customer just recently told us that they are maintaining in their various back-end systems that they are running a total twelve factory calendars instead of having、wow. one reference point、yeah. that they all can consume. Right, so、yeah. they have like this is manpower going there just to maintain that information that can be kept centrally as well. Yeah. Last example, maybe from you know SAP's global and globalization perspective,、yeah. business to government communication, dedicated forms and electronic information transmission requested by the local authorities.、Yeah. Uh, the the most prominent example that many people know is the Nota Fiscal in Brazil, and 
and, and this is, well, it's a legally binding document that needs to be created for any goods movement or service. And customers and partners can use that service in their applications. And in SAP, we will increasingly see applications moving to that service to streamline the process of that um, business-to-government communication. And there are other examples in that area as well. Just to give you three you know, sticky examples of where we want to go with those yeah. business services. So thank you for giving us those great examples. And especially this is my first time to hear about the factory calendar. And uh, I think it's very essential for, you know, like the logistic planning that yeah, they absolutely. are aware of when the factory will be shut down and mm. they can also arrange, you know, like the uh, delivery uh, mm -hmm. in advance. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's very uh, informative and helpful. Mm -hmm. And we also know that not only we will continue to um enrich the platform with more business services like these, mm. as you mentioned, mm. but we will also offer master data services that customers can use, leverage to uh, manage their master data. So do you have other examples here? Mm. Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, master data really is a key piece of the, um, of the business service story. And it goes right to the uh, SAP um, uh, integration uh, topics that we currently hear a lot about, also from Christian Klein, from Ben yeah. McDermott uh, on stage. A colleague recently said he sees the master data service as the, as, as the one common language that SAP and its community speak when it comes to you know, business context. You know, I mean, let's not fool ourselves here. As long as there is a variety of customer master records across the various products in the SAP family, and this is how it is uh, today, we do not yet have this common language, and neither do we have it as long as SuccessFactors, Conquer, and S4 don't have a joint record for the employee yet. Therefore, it's great to see that the progress that we are making with our master data for workforce, formerly known as worker business service, you might have heard that term before, yeah. uh, the progress that we are making these days here. Yeah. And it just continues with other core master data objects like the product, the asset, the supplier, and so on. Yeah. And once we come to a common understanding of what these master data contain, what information needs to be available centrally, what information is only relevant locally for an application, then we will start to speak this common language for SAP and the community that we need to deliver on the integration promise of the intelligent enterprise. Yeah. So that's why I think it's really the core uh, piece of streamlining the processes, as you yeah. asked in the beginning. Right? Yeah, mm. it's a benefit that you know all the SAP solutions can finally uh, speak the same language mm. and then yeah, so actually we can centrally manage all the master mm -hmm. data, as, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. And SAP is also renowned for its business process excellence. And mm -hmm. do we have some real-life customer examples using business services to empower their day-to-day -day business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we see a variety of these examples. Yeah. Let, me, let me pick out the business partner, which is uh, just about to finish their beta program. We have some customers doing... Uh, testing and evaluation around that service, that's a bigger thing to, you know, uh, move to that business partner service because it also entails certain process changes in your current installations. Yeah. Um, we have the government uh, business-to-government communications package, 
that is being used productively and uh, by quite a lot of customers already. Yeah. Market rates management that provides one central place for customers to share consistent and certified currency rates already counts double-digit number of paying customers today, wow. although yeah. just released pretty recently, and so on. So we see awesome. really um, a variety of traction. At this point, just let me briefly demystify, quote-unquote, if I may say, uh, the business services uh, topic. So it's not a different technical thing. It is services on the cloud platform yeah. as the technical services that we know, like workflow, like cloud platform integration, etc., etc. Yeah. It can be consumed either under the cloud platform enterprise agreement or licensed separately, service yeah. by service. So they are all, you know, behaving like all the other cloud platform services as well. Yeah. It's also why on the homepage and the cockpit, you will just find them in the respective area where they belong. Yeah. We don't like call out, here is the area of business services, but rather wherever that service belongs, we put it there in those capabilities of yeah, our Yeah, like in respective cloud. capabilities. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so sounds fantastic. And especially when you mentioned the business to government um, mm -hmm. communication package, mm -hmm. and I think it's also our our value proposition to help our uh, customers to mm -hmm. generate this kind of binding document mm -hmm. and which is for government mm -hmm. um, uses and yeah so we can also facilitate all the processes when it comes to business to mm -hmm. government and yeah and the last question will be the roadmap question and I think everybody is interested in it and could you tell us which business services will be rolled out in 2019 or in 2020? Yeah. Sure. So first of all, there is like uh, 20 to 25 that were released already before, yeah. mostly in the area of globalization and localization. Yeah. Um, just mentioned the business partner that already started uh, the beta in late 2018. Yeah. For 2019, business rules, pricing, business logging are examples of you know business services that we have published this year or plan to make available short term. Yeah. In the master data space, yeah. um, we will enhance the business partner service that was released already by additional fields for customer and partner. Yeah. So to become also the customer and the supplier master record. Yeah. Uh, more master data related service that we are looking at this year would be product master, for example. Uh, master data for workforce, so formerly known as the worker business service. Responsibility management, but that's planning only. Um, we are yet to see when they will actually so, be delivered. It's yeah. planning for 2019. Yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you know, going forward, as I said, they're not different animals. They are services like all the other services. That's also why we include them yeah. in the SAP Cloud Platform Roadmap documents. Uh, they will be updated on a regular basis. So take your time to look at these uh, roadmap documents every now and then, and then you'll find the latest information there. Yeah. And also very looking forward to mm -hmm. seeing those services available in our carpet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's it. Thank you, Volker, again, like yeah, for joining me in My the pleasure. interview. And mm -hmm. yeah, then see you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. So let's talk about cool things happen in this month. The new pricing estimator went live on 21st May 2019. So we are happy to announce the new SAP Cloud Platform Estimator is implemented on our website and make sure you go to cloudplatform.sap.com to explore all the new simplified functions and features. The new in-app help is also 
included in our SAP Cloud Platform Cockpit, so it can give you support exactly where you need it. Hustle Partner unveils new SAP HANA Cloud Services, which aims to bring the power of SAP HANA database to the cloud. And he also talked about the Quadrics acquisition at Sapphire, so make sure you read the blog from our community. SAP Cloud Platform Application Services offer you run SAP Cloud Platform speeding up adoption, safeguarding integrations, and extensions. The workflow sample application for employee onboarding scenario is now available in the Cloud Foundry environment. And the Cloud Platform Transport Management is available for subscription. In Portal, you can create roles, assign apps to them, and determine which users can access this app in the launchpad for each role created in the role editor a corresponding role collection is created on SAP Cloud Platform. For ABAP development user, you can now define authorization fields and bundle them in the authorization objects to enable authorization checks and to protect certain activities in your business processes. On the podcast today, we not only have a fascinating interview with Volker Zimmerman, but I'm also super excited to sit here with my other colleague, Ri Nugera. How are you doing, Ri? I'm doing great, uh, Sandy, and uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah. Before we get into our topic, can you tell us more about what your current role is and who you are? Yeah, um, Rui Nogueira, as you just rightly explained at the beginning, uh, I'm uh, the chief product owner for the um, SAP Cloud Platform Extension Factory and uh, driving all the efforts around that topic. Yeah, and we've heard from Sapphire that SAP Cloud Platform is the new business platform that uh, brings data-driven innovation. And we also know that SAP Cloud Platform is an extension platform. Customers can easily customize their solutions and add functionalities, and partners can also help our customers to do so with uh, industry and LOB-specific solutions. So ideally, a single extension experience can be provided so that the cost of adoption can be minimized. And what can we do actually with Extension Factory, and could you help us to share some lights here and how does it work with um, Extension Factory? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the Extension Factory can help you in, in a couple of, um, of ways. So the extension story is not a new one on um, the cloud platform. So um, it's, uh, it's there since the beginnings of the cloud platform, meaning using the cloud platform to create um, side-by-side extensions, meaning extensions that are not running inside your uh, SAP LOB solution, but uh, rather on the cloud platform. And then via uh, specific APIs, you enable either the extension of your application, um, like you are doing it or can do it today as a partner for success factors, or you're creating standalone applications that consume certain APIs uh, from these LOB solutions uh, inside the cloud platform for you as a customer or partner. Now, the um, extension factory helps you now on, on various levels. So, uh, first of all, it uh, helps 
to uh, provide a standardized way how to connect your um, SAP LOB solution to the cloud platform. So everything around uh, creating trust uh, setup between your um, your solution from SAP uh, with the cloud platform uh, global account that you own, uh, first of all. Secondly, then also a standardized way how to uh, access the APIs and the events um, for your extensions. And here we have um, just started um, for Sapphire to provide some help uh, for S4HANA Cloud. And moving forward, we will then add uh, one solution after the other so that uh, at the end we have uh, all the SAP LOB solutions be able to connect in the standardized way to the, the cloud platform. And then finally, for the developer to be able to access those um, uh, solution APIs in a standardized way. So that's what we are uh, doing with the extension factory. Yeah. So as we mentioned that we can keep our crow clean and then to do the side-by-side -side extension. And it's also a standardized way to register, you know, SAP um, solutions on cloud platform, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So is extension factory available for all our customers and partners or even the users who are interested in or with the um, 1905 release of S4HANA Cloud, which extension features can we expect? Yeah, so um, we, we have uh, the, the extension factory available now um, on, on two um, solutions. One um, inside uh, the SAP Cloud Platform, and sec uh, where we are supporting S4HANA Cloud. And secondly, also uh, in the uh, C4HANA Foundation, which is also using the extension factory uh, principles. Um, and for those uh, solutions, the uh, uh, every customer and partner can actually uh, use it. Um, so for the C4 side, of course, if you have, uh, um, if you're on a C4 customer on the cloud platform side, um, for all of the customers who have already bought the cloud, SAP cloud platform. Um, and what we will see also uh, from a roadmap perspective is that um, the uh, um, extension factory capabilities will then be shareable and, and usable both on the SAP Cloud Platform and uh, the C4HANA Foundation and actually any other um, administrative uh, UI that wants to leverage the capabilities of um, the um, extension factory. So um, the, the SAP Cloud Platform extension factory, if you look into it um, in the cockpit of the Cloud Platform, is nothing that you have to to buy. It's uh, uh, an, a part, an integral part of the cloud platform. It's You will see in your global account, you have a new entry called systems um, where you can register the uh, SAP LOB solutions. And uh, moving forward, we will have one and the same uh, registry for those solutions so that uh, you can not only leverage the extension factory on the SAP cloud platform or the C4HANA foundation, but actually on any other solution on top that wants to uh, leverage the same functionality. Okay. And when it comes to unifying assets, as you said, across the entire, you know, like uh, either C4HANA or S4HANA, we learned that we can also use extension factory to harmonize the whole um, integration. And is that true? And how can our customers benefit from that? So if we take the uh, um, the uh, the goal of the extension factory to 
make it really a standardized, provide a standardized way how you uh, can register SAP uh, solutions to the cloud platform, I think the value becomes uh, clear. So you um, register those solutions to your global account, um, you register those solutions in your C4HANA foundation, and uh, from that moment on, you have access to all the APIs and events from the solution. And that's actually the, um, the benefit for the customers and partners, having one standardized way to access the APIs and the events, one standardized way to be able to, uh, first of all, also register these SAP LOB solutions. Um, and now taking uh, maybe also the, the S4HANA uh, cloud example with, with, as you said at the beginning, yeah. um, it's available now with the 1905 release. Yeah. We are supporting uh, um, four uh, APIs, um, yeah. the business partner, the product sales order, and also the integration with enterprise messaging, which is also um, uh, an important part so that you can have something called an event bus on a sub-account yeah. level on the cloud platform so that uh, every extension that you want to build yeah. has access to all the events that... Uh, the LOB solutions actually emit to the event bus and with that uh, really creating at the end really um, um, extensions for the intelligent enterprise. Yeah. So not only um, creating an extension which uh, you write for one specific uh, LOB solution but creating extensions that can work across for example uh, reacting to an event raised by an S4HANA cloud system yeah. and then uh, calling an API from uh, success factors, right? Yeah. So that's that's actually the the, the benefit with uh, these principles that you can uh, then use um, across the the cloud platform. Yeah. So where can they find those APIs you just mentioned? It's already uh, built in in the system. Like they can select. Yeah. So if um, if you want to try out, yeah. there there is also a blog post that I wrote about the availability of the extension factory. Um, and uh, also then cross-referencing yeah. another more detailed blog post. At the end, it's about, uh, um, um, depending on your role, a yeah. very simple uh, uh, list of processes you need to go through. First of all, creating as a global account admin the, um, the trust between your um, SAP LOB solution and the cloud platform. And there is something similar also in the C4HANA Foundation for, for doing that. And uh, once you do that, you assign it to your... Uh, sub-accounts yeah. and from that moment on you switch the role and you're the developer in a sub-account yeah. and then if you want to access such an API from an S4HANA cloud system yeah. uh, there is in the service marketplace an S4HANA cloud uh, service yeah. and uh, here if you want to create now an instance like you would maybe also do already today with any other uh, service um, in the cloud platform uh, on Cloud Foundry you just select that um, S4HANA cloud system uh, pick the um, APIs we have um, already on our uh, supported list of APIs. Right now it's only four, but four. We, are, we are growing this now yeah. uh, with, with every release. And then simply using um, what we have, uh, what, what, uh, what we are supporting in your uh, solution. So nothing where you need to search. It's simply, there's a, simply a drop-down list showing you all the um, available APIs and you select from them and uh, can then creates a connection to your um, LOB solution end-to-end uh, um, -end from your extension um, to that... Uh, yeah, to build trust between the systems. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, trust you're doing it as a global account admin, but as a developer, you don't need to take care of that because you will get all the credentials uh, that you uh, need as um, 
as part of your uh, service instance. Yeah. Um, so that has, that's something that the global account okay. admin yeah. has already done for you. Sorry. So the only okay. thing you need to do is simply uh, create an instance and then map that instance to your application yeah, or to your extension. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sounds great. And we can simplify the extensions for the intelligent enterprise with SAP Cloud Platform Extension Factory. And you already mentioned a little bit about like what will be the upcoming innovations in the roadmap. But can you tell us like more about the roadmap um, yeah. from a roadmap perspective? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first of all, of course, uh, also after hearing this and maybe this podcast is outdated, uh, you can always look up the roadmap at roadmaps.sap.com, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but what we have in, in our pipeline, um, I will not be able to tell you when it is available, <laughs> but you can expect uh, deliveries uh, along the lines of the um, known SAP events like TechEd, Sapphire and so on. So we will uh, certainly support much more APIs on the S4HANA cloud side. We will um, support APIs for success factors, so that's something we will introduce, um, as well as um, also C4 HANA um, uh, solutions. So this is on, uh, on, on the roadmap for the uh, plant innovations, right? So yeah, that's yeah. the term we are always using. using yeah. um, and we will uh, provide from there more and more value add for everybody who is uh, developing extensions. So right now, we are doing, let's say, some plumbing ab uh, around the services which are already there so that yeah. they work um, seamlessly together, hand in hand, so that yeah. it becomes a, a really a seamless experience for the developers. Yeah. And um, yeah, we will, we will uh, support more solutions and make it um, as easy as possible for the developers to be able to connect all to all the SAP LOB solutions out there. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So the last question I have heard, there will be open SAP course regarding like Kima or extension factory and what can we learn from the course and the insights here? So I'm not sure if there is now already an open SAP course around extension factory specifically. There is one around, around Kima, which is actually an open source project that is used um, uh, also for uh, Kubernetes, right? Yeah. To use Kubernetes as a runtime. Um, for the extension factory, um, there might be coming up something, um, but maybe not just restricted to extension factory, but rather explaining how to build uh, extensions, which is then, uh, let's say, um, in addition to uh, anything else that we have are doing on the cloud platform, um, and really then focuses on uh, developing extensions, being it with um, the cloud platform, being it with how you connect to S4 on our cloud systems, to success factors. Um, and also then focusing how does it all fit together with regards to uh, the cloud application programming model, right? How to yeah. use the SAP uh, Cloud SDK uh, for, for extensions. Yeah. So that's something that we definitely will build. Yeah. Um, maybe not as part of an extension factory course, but yeah. rather a course around building extensions. Yeah. I think there are also several um, blogs focusing on those topics and probably just check like Reese blog and also check out our SAP community and then I believe you can figure something out and also find some uh, relevant and interesting content there. Okay, so thank you, Reed. Um, very comprehensive um, introduction about Extension Factory and I hope you guys enjoy the episode and yeah, thank you. Yeah, and uh, thanks, Sandy. And yeah. yeah, if this was maybe too much uh, 
information for no. you and to, to if you want to uh, maybe read through just uh, check out on SCN my blog post yeah. now available the SAP Cloud Platform Extension Factory where this is explained uh, much more thoroughly and also how um, the Cloud Platform and the C4HANA Foundation and Kima and the yeah. Cloud Application Programming Model and the Cloud SDK yeah. how that all works together yeah okay, okay. thanks again Sandy yeah. for being uh, here yeah thank you Ray yeah See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the SAP Cloud Platform podcast. In case you are interested to learn more about SAP Cloud Platform, visit our homepage at cloudplatform.sap.com. The SAP Cloud Platform podcast is powered by OpenSAP. OpenSAP is SAP's innovative learning platform and a thought leader for enterprise massive open online courses. It provides you with an engaging and effective learning experience through gamification and by connecting you with other learners and SAP experts. OpenSAP courses are free of charge and are offered in English. Enroll today in one of our OpenSAP courses at open.sap.com. Thanks a lot and see you!